0: It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here as well as Dahlia.
1: What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? Special
0: guest this week, Aaron. What's up, man? What's going on? Thanks for joining us this week. we got lots of cool things to talk about. Uh, getting to the first hot topic. I thought this was interesting. Check this out. Ticketmaster has been secretly cheating you with its own scalpers. Here's the thing. So, I don't know if you guys... I, I was buying tickets recently on Ticketmaster. And I've noticed that some of the hot shows... When they immediately go on sale, they'll sell out right, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, regular ticket prices are gone, and then automatically it shows you ticket match. Ticketmaster pushes you to their own like authorized reseller page, right? Where you're thinking, okay, these people are somehow verified by Ticketmaster. Must yeah. be it's not like buying it on Craigslist, right? Yeah. So you think it's legit? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> this uh, news outlet, the <laughs> Toronto Star. And uh, as well as CBC News sent two journalists undercover as scalpers to a live entertainment convention this summer, where Ticketmaster reportedly pitched them on its underground professional resell program, through through which it takes a cut of the profits. So here's the thing: uh, Ticket ass- Ticketmaster assholes. is owned by Live Nation. It enlists resellers to grab batches of tickets from its site, then flip them for higher prices. On a Ticketmaster-owned, invite-only platform called Trade Desk, touted by the company as the most powerful ticket sales tool ever. According to the report, Ticketmaster gets extra fees from the pricier resale tickets on top of its fees from selling the original ticket. So it's like a double dip there. There Is that legal? Can't be. Can't be
2: legal, right? It's like uh, eBay seller's Signing on other names and bidding up their shit. You know, exactly so, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's. I think people could go to jail for that. Y- can't yeah. They? Or they, they. I mean, I know they get at least kicked off of eBay, but that's
0: like robbery yeah (laughs) exactly and that's what everybody's saying that the the company apparently Ticketmaster has been accused of this they've been turning a blind eye to its trades desk users a sales rep told one of the undercover journalists that there are brokers with quote literally a couple of hundred accounts on trade desk and that it's not something that we look at or report end quote so it seems like this just kind of been going on i don't know like under the radar And Ticketmaster uh, apparently has sued groups in the past for hosting bots to grab up live events. So they've sued everybody else, but now they're doing their own thing. Uh, And Ticketmaster has not issued any public comment, but in a statement to CBC, it says some general thing like, quote... As the world's leading ticket platform, representing thousands of teams, artists, and venues, we believe it is our job to offer a marketplace that provides a safe and fair place for fans to shop, buy, and sell tickets at both the primary and secondary markets.
1: Isn't that the point of their platform?
0: <laughs> right? And they are abu- it's almost like they're abusing their own platform to their own benefit. They're double dipping on tickets. I mean, there's limits. There's got to be limits right now to keep like
2: rich people from buying up. Shows and reselling them, right? Or
1: people or just like, putting out. Yeah, down, uh, say somebody
2: that some. Tickets you know a has credit card
1: like, and then doubling up the yeah, right? sales, like a Coachella ticket. Right, you know, right. Them or up and millionaires
2: doubling. just buying out the Super Bowl and <laughs> <laughs> reselling yeah. those for just ridiculous. Exactly. You know? I mean, yeah. there's got to be limits, limits to them.
0: For, you, for your account, like as me as Joe Schmo, when I sign in to Ticketmaster, it says I can only buy up to eight tickets for like an event, right? Yeah, yeah. That's all you can get. And so. What they do with these bots, quote unquote, these people they recruit, they're able to get them to each buy the maximum am- amount of eight tickets and they get like, say, I don't know, a hundred of these guys. So maybe that's 800 tickets or, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever, for each show, right? And they get them all good seats and they pay for it, they sponsor it, and then they resell it and make all their money back, hmm. if not double, triple. It's like a Ponzi scheme, huh?
1: It's, yeah.
0: It's crazy. Pyramids, so Pyramid scheme. Ticketmaster yeah. is getting investigated, as they should. This is a bunch of bullshit, and they should get fucking investigated because they're a bunch of scumbags. So I hope they go down for this. We'll keep uh, you know yeah, you guys crap. informed. Uh, all right, so Zeppelin, big news on this. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys remember, a couple weeks back, we were talking about how uh, Jason Bonham, the um, son of John Bonham, the original drummer of Led Zeppelin, right? He passed away. His son is still carrying the torch, and he plays in a band called Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin Experience, right? And so we reported a while ago about how he was told by Jimmy Page that he can no longer use that name, the Led Zeppelin Experience, because he was using it for something. And now we finally understand what he's using the Led Zeppelin Experience trademark for. It is apparently, quote, for the purpose of providing non-downloadable pre-recorded music online via a a global computer network, end quote. It's you can always download it. if it's online you can some way you can extract it or record it it's or... already there right is the point yeah and basically what jimmy page is trying to do and is like saying well now you got to go to our website for the best quality recording and um pay us a monthly fee and and you can, here's the thing you can't even download it it's it's just streaming it so mm. i'd have to sign into this account on led zeppelin's website and i'd only be able to stream it doesn't sound very um i don't know with the times i guess You would say, but it's called the Led Zeppelin Experience, and apparently they've got uh, the trademark covering the name on outerwear, hats, footwear, other clothing items. So they're planning on going big with this thing. But
2: yeah, I hate streaming shit. I like I like having a physical material. You know,
0: even if it's a download copy, right? Like at least you have most of the time. At least I have it
2: saved on my computer. Most of the time, I'm listening in my truck. You know, I don't want to stream. Try to. Deal with some streaming shit in my truck, listen to
0: commercials and all that. Yeah, because then you got to pay for data as well. You got to have some kind of service to be able to do that. So, anyway, we'll have to see how that goes out. Is like
1: his band doing Led Zeppelin songs or is he posting Led Zeppelin songs? No,
0: sorry, babe. I didn't mean to um, get that confused. This is Led Zeppelin, the band, um, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant and John Paul Jones having a streaming service for Led Zeppelin live shows.
1: So what is Jason Bonham doing?
0: Here's the thing. Jason Bonham's son, or excuse me, John Bonham's son, Jason, was asked to change the name of his tribute band.
1: But Jason. he's not playing Led Zeppelin songs. He's he playing his own He is. Those. Yes. Oh. No, no,
0: no. He is. He's playing his father's songs. I mean, he's playing...
1: Oh. All, all. I wonder if he has the rights to the songs in some way. He does. In a legal way. Jimmy Page and... do what he wants to yeah, do with his dad. Yeah,
0: exactly. But... They can't have Led Zeppelin experience. His thing's now called Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin Evening. So they've, okay, they've evening changed that. Okay, experience, whatever. Right. Tomato, 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 right?
1: tomato. Get over it. All right. It. Well, Get over it. You got enough money. Get over oh, it. Oh, so
2: that was just concerts. Yeah. Oh, my bad. I was thinking it was live cold- concerts. I, I thought it was just old old material or something. It's, old it's old suppo- or Well, something.
0: it is old material, but it's all supposedly live. It's all live. Well, since... Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So it's more not sense, studio no. stuff. Yeah. Okay. So Led Zeppelin experience Something is going to be. Stuff.
1: Anyone can watch the, the live stuff. Watch it on YouTube. Get over it. <laughs> anyway, my point is, get over it. <laughs>
0: good point. That's it. Good point. That's what I have. All right. Uh, okay. So Twenty One Pilots back on the road and multiple fans passed out at their first show in over a year. Why? Uh, I They're guess. Not that Beatles. The Beatles. Hot. Well, no. Here. Oh, okay. So let let me show you some of the video of their footage of the uh, show. Apparently. The show involves some kind of um, lighting, pyrotechnics, oh. and some different things that apparently caught some of the maybe younger and inexperienced concert goers off guard.
1: Oh, I was thinking you like... You know what I mean? They were just like overwhelmed with seeing 21 pilots and they hmm. like... Well, maybe
0: it. that was part of it. Maybe that was like, you know, oh my God, I'm seeing them. And then, you know, this was the opener of the song and ab- apparently on... <laughs> On the first song, or girls just little girls just passed out. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's probably what it is. I mean, I've seen that only a couple. Touch
2: my hand! Oh my god!
0: I've seen that only a couple times in my concert going years. Is uh, one time it was for the Mars Volta, and it was because they had strobe lights. They had massive strobe lights, and right when they dropped the curtain of the stage, and they had these strobe lights come out two people instantly just dropped
1: well yeah that can cause people to have seizures
0: yeah so it's
1: a sea- c- seizure inducing okay, I don't so, see anything well hold on yeah we
0: haven't started her. yet here's the thing <laughs> apparently and... they started with a car on fire or something like that like they, they lit a car on fire in the back of the stage but I think it's like what you're saying is and Aaron was saying too it's a bunch of just girls just like
1: oh my god it's 21 well, pilots this is the thing too like with this young crowd, they rush to the front of the stage, right? And because they want to get closer, and you, they can't breathe, right? You're yeah. and everybody's getting pushed. Everyone mm-hmm. wanting to push forward to get closer. There is always. If you look
2: at that, uh, I that. I don't know if you guys have ever been around s- smoke and fog machines and stuff, but that shit's hard to breathe in. Oh yeah, yeah look you, at you that. Look
1: at that That's a real fire. You're right? being yeah. crushed.
0: So that's a real fire set there. There's real smoke. You're being crushed. It, your amps are. You're all amped up, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, definitely. I mean, always in the beginning of a show, there's always that major rush in the beginning where everybody starts pushing the front, you know, because they're trying to get to the front. Yeah,
1: that's why we like stay on the outside. I like to stay
0: by the sound booth. Yeah. Like <laughs> <It's laughs> often. Smart to thing.
1: The... Don't go to the center. You can't get out unless you get pulled out by it. A security.
0: Oh look at there's some strobe light action, dude. I bet there you is. that's when it happened right there. Look at it, the fires going, full blaze, strobe light. Too yeah, much for some people to process, I guess. So. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Yeah, that was intense. Brain. Just Did you just...
1: hear that crowd? I remember being at you know a stroke show and back in two thousand and I don't know three, four when the is this, is this it album came out. I went to Bill Graham, and I wanted to be like get like closer, but I was like I don't know maybe like twenty feet like back from right. the front of the stage, but. All of a sudden, I was rushed. The big rush. And my feet weren't even touching the ground.
0: Yeah, you got. I lift. was held
1: yeah. up by people. I got pulled out by security because there were like several people getting pulled out because everyone rushes. You can't breathe. There's no air, and you're being crushed. So
0: yeah, it's crazy. You know
1: what, guys? Just be careful. If you're going to a show, be mindful of it. Like Chris said, go to the side, go to the sound stage. It's a better view. Um, you're gonna have a much better time, and you're not gonna get crushed. Yeah, n- you can't even I'm see from the middle. I'm not about that. Like so. I don't,
0: I don't ever want to go to the front anymore in a concert. No, I don't that's know. stupid. I, maybe I'm unless just an you old get now. Crushed? No,
1: we're smart. Yeah, unless <laughs> you do, <laughs> No, sure we're you smart. We know how to first. see. First, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> I know, right.
0: Great break here for Crow's Milk. Crow's Milk. Let's do it. Here's the ad from Crow's Crush milk. it. Crow milk, of course, is the protein-based milk, uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crow's eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crow's eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, But crow's milk does so much more... It, it not helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in a dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you it you makes know, you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah, because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that. I don't give a fuck mentality. Yeah. On crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow yeah, crow milk. Drink it. Drink it and and be one with, with your own um with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk, so thank you, crow milk. <laughs> Alright, and we're back. Metallica gonna be playing a rare acoustic show. For charity. This is kind of neat. That's uh, cool. Here's the deal it's all for a great cause. They've been working with this new um, nonprofit foundation, which is, they founded it last year. It was called Metallica's All Within My Hands, which was launched to help cre- uh, create sustainable communities by, quote, Tackling the issues of hunger and workforce education and encouraging volunteerism. End quote. Mm. That's all good things, right?
1: Yeah, that's definitely a positive thing that they're doing.
0: So KG definitely Elephant commendable. KG Elephant's gonna be opening. The night's gonna offer attendees an opportunity Case to
1: the Elephant and Metallica.
0: Yeah, kinda weird, right? Yeah. Uh, that
2: is weird. I knew Matako was going to be on the news this week, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're always doing something, right? No. Shit, God. man. But They're see, media whores. I, I so. had to
0: say this. I mean, this is all, all for a good cause, and yeah, it's also a true. chance to get tickets because I know mm-hmm. a lot of the tickets are on mm-hmm. the secondary goddamn Ticketmaster market right now for the Fresno and Sacramento shows for like double the price. The
1: secondary Ticketmaster? Is that yeah. what we were just talking about? Yeah, exactly. Segment?
0: And like, Ticketmaster's sure. selling these damn tickets, too. Mm-hmm. So at least get them at the original price. Too this, bit. Two different types of fan bases, really, huh? (laughs) Totally. It is. Uh, So anyway, it goes on sale today. It's already on sale by the time you hear this podcast. So check that out, Ticketmaster. November 3rd at the Masonic Metallica Rare Acoustic Show for charity. So check that out. Uh, All right. Uh, STP guitarist denies. Finally, uh, we've, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, we reported a couple weeks or maybe a month or two back about STP guitarist Dean DeLeo, and apparently he's denying the claims by his estranged wife that he was ever abusive to her, according to TMZ. Well,
1: why would he admit to it? Anyway? Well,
0: right, yeah, I guess you're right about that. But um, I just kind of figure he was staying silent because maybe it's true, but apparently it's not uh, according to him. Um, here's the deal. Uh, among the claims that Jen, his ex-wife, made when she filed for divorce last June was that he allegedly admitted to adultery and made violent threats to her in front of the couple's uh, six-year-old daughter. She also claimed that Dean began abusing drugs and alcohol shortly after she gave birth to June in 2012, and once he took the child into the ocean where she nearly drowned while he was completely inebriated. Uh, Jen also claims that Dean physically assaulted her after he came into the garage after a night of binge drinking, nearly killing her. She also claimed he has attempted to strangle her multiple times over the course of their relationship. That's pretty intense. I believe it. Hmm. In the new filing, Dean stated, here's his side of the story, that Jen's cheating allegations are false. He insisted that he has been clean and sober from drugs and alcohol since 2013. He also insisted that the story about taking the child into the ocean while drunk was a lie. Dean attached declarations from his teenage son, another ex-wife apparently, and current girlfriend, all of whom vouch for him as a father who has a strong bond with his children. So he has some people vouching for him. I kind of, That's this, uh, good.
1: I hope those people who are vouching for him are being true and honest. Because well, those are some serious allegations. This
0: kind of reminds me of some of the things, you know, like, I don't know. We've heard of people getting kind of called out and accused of things. But then we have, it seems like, people that are close to him, his uh, his own son, one of his other ex-wives, which why why the hell would she vouch for him in any way, and his current girlfriend all say that... So who knows? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I hate to... Automatically think that he's, you know,
1: innocent until proven guilty, I guess. Yeah.
0: Give him the benefit of the doubt for a while. Uh, it's going through court right now, so I need to have to see any Travis more details again? Seems like a well, dish though. here's the deal. Uh, Travis Barker is now suing. I don't know if you guys remember. Obviously, the past couple weeks he's been through a lot of stuff. Right? He got those blood clots in his arm, unable to play his show. The last time we were talking about Travis, he had to cancel the whole Blink 182. Yeah,
1: I had an MRI. Blah blah. blah.
0: Yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, Barker was supposed to be sedated before that MRI, but technicians were unable to find a vein, sticking him at least forty times in the process. Forty times with a dirty needle and giving him the staff infection. Sorry, he... after three or four,
1: I'd be like, "I'm gone." No, stop. Yeah, forty fuck. 40
2: Give me, times. Fuck you guys. What Who, am I a heroin addict? Roo- like a who's doing? Who's that's rookie? Rookies a miss right. <sighs>
1: Well, this is the thing, too. When you have sleeve tattoos like that, oh, n- they're yeah. not able uh, to see the vein.
0: Good good point about that's that, Dahlia. Uh, bringing up the fact that obviously Travis Barker is covered head to toe pretty much in tattoos. Keep that in mind, tat- tatted people. Keep,
2: like, uh, leave Show, like, show some veins. That's,
1: <laughs> that's
0: a really good point. Show I mean, some vein For an EMT or anybody in the medical <laughs> profession, if they need to find a vein like that and you're covered in dark ass... blue. yeah. You're covered in dark-ass tattoo ink all over your arms? Still, though, 40 times, man. Yeah, 40 times seems ridiculous. You've got
1: to, like, stop at some point. So he's
0: suing that medical office for undisclosed damages. Here's the deal. There's a second lawsuit. You remember he got in a traffic accident? His SUV was hit by a school bus. Well, apparently the driver of that bus made an illegal left turn. That was auto, right? (laughs) It was (laughs) auto. He had his headphones on. He was smoking Joey Man Auto. Uh, so Travis God. is suing oh, the bus, <laughs> suing the bus driver and the bus company for the crash. Should have smoked
2: that doobie. <laughs> uh,
0: so he can't play drums, of course. So I mean, he's losing money, right, because of these things. Well, yeah. uh, so I mean, he's suing him for a lot. So we'll see uh, how that goes. Uh, Kiss announcing their like, I don't know. I think it's their third or fourth end of the road I was tour. Just
1: gonna say, right?
0: Isn't it like the third or fourth time that they said yeah, this is we the end?
1: It kiss
0: and you know i hate to say it but it was just really lame that they were on nbc's america's got talent did you guys see that that. it was on like wednesday night i think or tuesday night and kiss was on there and they played detroit rock city and they announced they told the crowd quote this is going to be our last tour it's going to be the most explosive biggest show we've ever done people who love us come to see us if you've never seen us this is the time this will be the show end quote so i don't know Sounds like it's just a big dumb cash grab, to me. It always know. is. Who, who gives a
2: shit about? Makes me know, wonder if they went out there and like different masks and things, if they would, if they would even get picked for American Talent. america <laughs> Got Talent. Yeah, would a
0: band like that? You know, that's a great point though, Aaron. Would a they, band no, like not that really even make it. it? Yeah, would I would I they mean, even? mean, they've already make obviously they've they've no. made it and they're they're there, but they're just using it as a platform right now and pimping it out. But would they actually even be on America's Got Talent? Fuck no. I mean, come yeah. on, right? That shows a card, too, though. Yeah. I can't even watch that. Show. I think some ma- mu- magician won on America's Got Talent. Oh, that. yeah, that's yeah. what they, they
1: do a lot of that, yeah. It's stupid,
0: mm-hmm. anyway. All right, moving on. Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, apparently, Billy Corgan making uh, some news about talking about he's got hundreds of songs in the vaults. Uh, he says, quote, I'm really excited by the re-rise of vinyl and the fact that there's this beautiful balance now between vinyl and streaming services. We're just going to start unloading the archives when we have archives for decades. Asked about the extent of the archive, he said, quote, you can't even imagine, while drummer Jimmy Chamberlain added that there were hundreds of songs all in a finished state. He he said, quote, it's insane how much work there is. We could literally never record another song and have a release every two months for the next 20 years Easy." There's alternate versions, there's live versions, there's acoustic versions. So we're going to literally kill people with content, end quote.
1: No, they're literally going to kill people with content that's already been played over (laughs) and and over. And shitty
0: B-sides and rarities and demos that no one wants to hear. We've already
1: probably heard it, (laughs) just in a different way. Uh, Get over it. Uh, How many times am I going to say get over it already? Get over it. My God.
0: Uh, Okay.
1: Speaking yeah. of stuff that we Ooh, may yeah. be
0: interested in, in terms of previously unreleased music, Chris Cornell, apparently uh, audio slave and Soundgarden singer Chris Cornell, seemed to be teasing what could be the arrival of new music from his social media accounts, apparently on September 21st, uh, which would be today. Uh, I'm not sure at the time of our release here what's going to be uh, you know announced or part of it, but the track is thought to be a part of a career retrospective either a double CD or a four CD set that will reportedly arrive in mid-November. The package is set to span material from his solo projects, of course, Soundgarden, uh, Audio Slave, and everything, all the way up until the end.
1: And in, in the article says, seems to be teasing. How He can't tease on an album. No, his
2: social media accounts. Maybe it's him... Re- Tweeting from it's his wife day. and he's,
1: yeah he's tweeting from the. Be- <laughs> no it's whoever's in
2: charge seems to
1: be teasing that all... what could be the arrival of new music okay no
0: it's whoever Dalia, it's whoever's running his just social say. media accounts no right do don't ghosts, don't confuse do our listeners from here. the digital don't no, i'm just
1: like i'm just saying like get how it on social read.
0: media still i'm sorry ghosts from the digital I age <laughs> can are they no online no i hope not I hope not. It would be that would be a big, uh, big bad thing. I like
1: there. how they word it <laughs> in their own marketing scheme.
0: Wow! Yeah. yeah. So there's some photos of it. Uh, check it out. Regardless of what Dahlia thinks about their marketing scheme, mm-hmm. uh, they're they're uh, going to be releasing this unreleased music. So Motley Crue apparently recording four new songs. Who gives a shit? But it's for the new Netflix thing that they're doing. It's called The Dirt, The Confessions of the World's Most Notorious Rock Band. Basically, it's based on that book. Uh, It's going to be produced by, who is it, Uh, Jackass uh, (laughs) director Jeff Tremaine. He did Jackass's Bad Grandpa. So this guy's like not known for fucking epic works or by any I thought means. you were just describing him.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I did too. He's,
0: he's a jackass. Jackass I mean. director. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a, apparently going to be on Netflix. Uh, I don't know. So anyway, here's the deal. There's only uh, Vince Neil, Mo- uh, Motley Crue drummer. Um, God damn it! Hold on. There's only Vince Neil, Tommy Lee. And then Nikki Six, there's nothing mentioned about Mick Mars, the guitarist. He's not in the recording sessions at all, so I don't know who's playing guitar for this or whatever. Um, but we shall see. Uh, in terms of more new music from the archives, Jimi Hendrix' Electric Ladyland is set for a deluxe 50th anniversary reissue on November 9th.
1: Who's getting the money? All of this time, who's who's been getting the money for all of these? cells? it's
0: his estate, it's his family, it's his daughter and his son. I think he has mm. um, uh, family that they're they're the ones that are in charge of the Hendrix. It's called the Hendrix Estate, uh, and they release they're going to be releasing quite a bit of music over the next like ten years. So get used to it because uh, didn't
1: they release this like I don't know fifteen. 17 years ago? The well, sure. I mean, the
0: album's... Thing. Shit, the album's been out for forever.
1: For, yeah, decades.
0: This is his third and final album. This is finally the 50th anniversary edition. Here's the thing. This is a special edition because uh, the new cover art, which was actually shot by Linda McCartney, which was Paul McCartney's wife, right. features a classic photograph of the band and children at the statue of Alice in Wonderland in New York Central Park. And was Hendrix's own original choice of imagery for the album's cover image, which never made it to the final pressing. So, yeah. this is kind of cool that it's you get to cool. see that, um, as well as um, some of his fans. Who are
1: those kids? I don't know. Whose kids are those? They could have been his kids,
0: for all we know. Yeah. It says the band and children. So, could be members of the band or could be Hendrix's own children yeah. there. So, That just got me thinking about a whole different thing. I don't know. What? <laughs> Were you the
2: one telling me a while back they have, there's some sort of rec- vinyl that has a 3D hologram
0: on, that shoots out of the top of it? Oh, yeah, that, that was, was. a tool one. Well, no, Jack White. Jack White, oh, yeah. um, uh, his Lazaretto album has a, um, was one of the, I think it was is the it first just one. like a
2: simple shape or something, or what is yeah, it? Yeah, it's
0: just a simple little thing. The way the record spins around, it creates this kind of optical illusion that mm. um, a 3D image is above the center of the record do you
1: have to like see it in black light or in the dark no you or? just have to
0: see it in the right light at the right angle kind of looking at the side of the record and it creates a um, optical illusion mm, that's anyway interesting. i'm thinking of the future of I haven't
2: that. Seen that with this hologram technology of these you know i was thinking of like a hologram jimi hendrix show or something oh like, like if you put <laughs> like on the that, record like the like, hologram
0: would pop yeah, up right like there you watch it. dude that's fucking that's a great idea we're gonna see it
1: uh, yeah watch. i'm sure we Ten will 10 years
0: tops Dude, Jack White, get on that. You heard it here for a hologram show.
1: It's probably already (laughs) in the words.
0: Dude, guys, check out this album.
1: Oh, my gosh. This is Is for real. This is not a joke. This
0: is not a joke. Shatner Claus? William Shatner. Shatner Shatner Claus, the Christmas album, is coming out this Christmas, guys. Dude, this is intense. I
2: didn't know he sang. He sings?
0: Oh, yeah. He's got these. like a
1: lounge singer type. He's got like,
0: yeah, it's almost like spoken word. He'll be like, it'll be like, talking and be like, "Jingle bells, jingle bells, yeah, I remember jingle all the way."
1: Like, like from ten years ago.
2: Rudolph the so, Red nose reindeer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Just> took <laughs> a shit
1: in the woods <laughs> and continued
2: to. So he's got some good special Scott guests to deliver presents.
0: Look at this, dude. William he's got.
1: Shat near the claws. He's got Henry
0: Rollins on the album. He's got Iggy Pop on the album. Oh, wow. Billy Gibbons, Todd Rundgren, uh, Leonard Skinner's Artemis Pyle. Uh, like a lot of uh, artists are on this, so check it out. It's called William Shatner's in the Woods. Shatner
2: claws
1: <laughs>
0: the Christmas album. If a William Shatner shits in the woods, Shatner's in the woods. If he shats William in the woods,
1: Shat near the woods.
0: Okay, all right, guys. So here we got our trivia for the week. On this day oh in music God. history trivia, on this day September 21st, just last year, mm. to You're counteract, really know lo- this then, huh? yeah, this is pretty recent. So this made headlines. Uh, on this day September 21st, 2017, to counteract low payouts on YouTube, you know, they don't pay you for shit, right? This artist released a version of their latest single, but it only contained the c- to- the chorus looped five times, so it was just like a 30 second long video with a link for the full track in the description on more profitable platforms. Who was it? Was it A, Ed Sheeran, B, Post Malone, or C, Coldplay? What do you guys think? I have. I think I know this one. Dahlia, what do you think? Coldplay. Coldplay? Any reason why?
1: I might have said Ed Sheeran, but I don't know. Just throwing it out there.
0: Okay. What do you I, think, Aaron? I, I
2: feel like that Post Malone... Like, I don't know if it was Rockstar or one of those popular songs from, like, that, yeah, about a year ago. Like right. Said. We'll I, re- see. I remember hearing it on something like YouTube, and I'm like, what, is, what the hell is this? Is this just a chorus, like, the whole time? And I'm thinking back, and I, I'm thinking it was Post Malone. Isn't right. that so all Post so Malone songs? Well, this no no no. no he this, has a one measure was, of
1: chorus five times. This was one measure just like you know the, I think
2: the, the, I s- randomly stumbled across this, so I, I'm an, I'm, I think it was possible.
0: All right, let's move on to the answer so we can get to it. Oh, yeah. you are Yay. correct, Aaron. Yeah. yeah, and it was Rockstar, oh, and it was right. Rockstar because I I ran into this video <laughs> as well when I was searching for it, and it's literally just the chorus of the song, Dahlia It's this a snippet from the middle of the song looped five times, and it's like maybe less than a minute long. And here's the thing comments are disabled on it. The users are offered a link to hear the full version on more profitable platforms through his own website. Because hmm. any kind of remix contributes to the song chart position on the Hot 100, the 45 million views it racks up earns a total count towards the tally, as do the additional s- listens on the full song on Tidal, Spotify, and all the streaming That's services, smart. sending wow. the song to number one on the chart. Hmm. That was his way of getting around saying, fuck you, YouTube. I wonder if that was his I'm gonna manager get my, or him. That, that it's got to be his manager. There's yeah, no way Post Malone smart. was that smart that's in terms smart. of that. <laughs> I mean, it's hard, uh, sorry to call you out like that. Uh, I'm sure he's not listening at all. But that's management's call right there, and that's a very smart fucking manager. Come to the studio, Post Malone. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love please, to get your please on Please make that.
1: sure you wear your happy face onesie. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: But, uh, so there you go. Pretty smart guy. Say what you will about him. Uh, all right. All right. So, Sports Minute. Senators trade Captain Carlson to the Sharks. Some local sports news as the San Jose Sharks. Dude, I don't know if you know this guy, Eric Carlson. Aaron, I was doing some research on him. Apparently, he's he's become, like, he's he's won the Norris Trophy for the NHL's top defenseman. He's played in several NHL All-Star games. He's, yeah. a, he's a badass dude, and he's going to be on the Sharks now. And... Mm. They oh, traded cool. him, and they and in in return the Senators got what did they get? Four players and two draft picks. So hmm. do you think that's a? I mean, he was the captain of the team, their star player. He's been with the team for over ten years. It's like bringing LeBron over, huh? Right. <laughs> so yeah,
2: you got to build around him now, so you can probably. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, yeah, I don't know much about it, but it always sucks losing some of your. You know, you got to trade something big to, to get
0: something big. Oh, well, that so, was a clean pickup for the Sharks, though, yeah. man. I'm stoked for the Sharks because now we, we got graphics. a chance of getting that Stanley Cup uh, for local hockey here. Um, all right. So, also in some uh, other kind of shocking and weird news uh, in the sports world, Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban has agreed to contribute 10 million dollars to women's organizations, but will not face any other punishment stemming from what NBA Commissioner Adam Silver called disturbing and heartbreaking allegations of harassment and violence towards female employees within the organization. Did you hear anything about this? I haven't heard anything about that. Apparently, it came out this week, a Sports Illustrated report in February kind of highlighted this um, uh, apparently kind of toxic corporate culture uh, with misogyny and predator sexual behavior in the Mavericks organization. And now it's kind of come to an head where people have done the investigation and apparently there's numerous allegations against former CEO and President Turdema Usury who left the Mavericks in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NBA responded to the findings from an outside law firm that spoke to a bunch of current and former employees. Uh, they examined over a million docs, documents, emails, text messages, and it found, quote, there was improper workplace conduct uh, toward 15 female employees uh, including uh, inappropriate comments touching forcible kissing um, so, I don't know. I mean, mm. apparently, here's a highlight. Chris Hyde, uh, a former employee, said that there was uh, apparently imp- inappropriate comments to women of a sexual nature and the viewing and sharing of pornographic images and videos. Mm. So, like, they would send them, like, videos on email or text or something like that. Check out my junk, girl. And Mark Cuban, <laughs> in an interview this week with ESPN's Rachel Nichols, he said, quote, First, just an apology to the women involved. This is not something that's just an incident, and then it's over. It stays with people. It stays with families. And I'm sorry. I just didn't see it. I'm sorry. I just didn't recognize it. End quote. So apparently, he's not getting. You know, people are kind of like, so, uh, hold him accountable, but he had no idea about it. Apparently, he wasn't personally accused of anything himself. No, and apparently, this old. He
2: seems like a. He seems like a stand-up guy to me. I I don't know.
0: Right? Yeah. To me
2: too. And I mean, he's he not a kind Mad of Brooks emotional, fan, but. I don't know. I watch Shark Tank. He's on there, and right. see how he kind of interacts with those women. He doesn't, I, but that's that's TV. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. No, that's a good point. But it any, doesn't any, seem like any, it. anybody in power position seems like has
0: you know right. kind
2: of takes advantage. Not all, not all of them, but
0: who knows, right? So we'll see. I some mean, do. he seemed kind of shocked about it. We'll see if it's legit uh, in the coming weeks. Um, all right. So moving on to movie, TV, and entertainment news. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood films at the Playboy Mansion, uh, apparently for this new film for Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, they are currently filming at the Playboy Mansion, a first in the post-Hugh Hefner era of the Homebu—excuse me, Holmby Hills property. In 2016, he sold it for $100 million to this 35-year-old guy named Darren Metropolis. Mm. Uh, after Quentin reached out, okay, so he says this quote here. Darren Metropolis says, quote, After Quentin reached out to me and I spent some time understanding his vision for the film, I knew there was a special opportunity to collaborate together and feature the mansion in this thrilling project, he said in a statement. Uh, he said, quote, Wouldn't that be disappointing
2: to move into that house? Like, there used to be a bunch of gorgeous naked <laughs> women walking no around.
0: One. <laughs> and I live here now. I got to clean the sperm <laughs> off the fucking, uh, right, this, uh, the spa out there. Uh, so, yeah, of course, film stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and everybody else. It's going to be good. So did you hear about this Space Jam 2? hmm LeBron is in there. Yeah, right. so LeBron's confirmed for Space Jam 2. He's going to be taken over from Michael Jordan in the, uh, in the star Jordan's spot. Jordan's got to make a
2: cameo. He's got to, right? He doesn't. I'm I'm not seeing it.
0: But it doesn't say anything about that. Nothing about Michael Jordan. We're not breaking any news on that. Uh, the Holly Ward- he didn't
2: sign off on this and he's not... I'm not in. He's got
0: to be signed (laughs) off on it, because Michael Jordan's got to own some kind of... Right? Yeah. That's my... I mean, that was only about... (laughs) Maybe Michael Jordan was initially involved in it, but it says taking over from Michael Jordan, so maybe he's kind of taking his spot, like where Michael Jordan was meant to be in the sequel, but maybe uh, he's not with it, doesn't Mm -hmm. want to do it, and LeBron's going to kind of take over that spot of what they're going to go for.
2: Might get as good a ratings as... uh... Shaquille O'Neal's Kazam.
0: <laughs> we'll have to see. I don't know. It's it's not even going to be. Uh, uh, it says a release date yet to be announced, so I imagine those 2020 look, or something like that.
2: So it showed some characters up there. They looked. It looks all similar to the old style of animation. Are those the same guys? Uh,
0: those are the same ones. This is just a graphic showing oh. the old team, uh, okay. the Monstars that took on Space yeah, Jam's yeah. team. Uh, this is the old guys. So it's just kind of a graphic of like who's going to be coming oh, up yeah. for Space Jam 2. And those were the ones that were originally in If you look at the... Yeah,
2: it was five of the... Probably the biggest stars at the time. Patrick Ewing, Larry Johnson, Muggsy Buggs, Charles Barkley, Sean Bradley. Right. So we'll probably end up with some other all-stars. If you had to guess, Aaron, if
0: you had to pick your five, we know LeBron's in there. If you had to pick four other dudes, I mean, I would say Steph Curry.
2: Now that I'm thinking about it... Definitely. I've I've been seeing stuff like LeBron hanging out with um, like Kevin Durant and... A couple other people, you know,
0: and I so, so you think maybe they're part of the cast. If he had to guess four other players out of the NBA that would join him for something like this, just mm, random guesses, I would just pick probably players like Curry
2: and Durant, LeBron, maybe uh, An- Anthony Davis. What about somebody like Odom? Get the unibrow in there because he'd be recognized as a cartoon. The beard, Odom. Yeah, maybe. Lamar? No, no, no. <laughs> nah.
0: No? Um, maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Who knows? But, yeah, we'll we'll have to see. It's coming out maybe next year
2: or the year I'm after. I'm trying to think of people that would be recognizable somewhat as a cartoon character, you know? Right. Small, skinny guy. Like, the small guy on the team that's a little baller. That would probably be the Curry. LeBron's going to be, like, probably, like, the... The big dude. The, the Jordan guy. The main... Big guy, but he'll have another bigger guy that'll be like a
0: his Pippin, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something yeah, something,
2: okay. something like that, a Draymond or something.
0: Cool, cool. Moving on to uh, more entertainment news, as this was kind of big news: is Julie Chen uh, is uh, basically gonna she stepped down as the talk, and she's gonna be still on Big Brother, but she's the wife of Les Moonvis, uh Moonvis or however you say his last last name. Um, he's the dude of CBS, the head of CBS Mm -hmm. that got ousted for sexual harassment recently. And she's going to stay on as the host of big brother, but she's out for the talk. And a lot of people are saying, well, because the talk is about talking about hot topics, right? Like, so they're going to be talking about her and shit like that. And she doesn't want to be a part of that. So she just wants to do big brother Mm -hmm. and just kind of stay away from the, kind of hot topics and things like that so i think it's kind of a safety move on that yeah uh, but you I was,
2: know i was cringing at this next story
0: oh yeah chrissy Teigen. oh okay Sorry,
2: so mothers the that-
0: dude i will i was i saved this story for <laughs> charles actually oh, because yeah, yeah. i i wanted to have charles's opinion on this so charles if you're listening and you hear this uh i was gonna ask your opinion on this so maybe we could talk about this next week when you're back he says he's coming back next week for sure Uh, He just recently had twins. So congrats to you, Charles. Charles. Uh, Healthy, beautiful baby girls, twin girls. Uh, So he's out this week. He's on daddy duty, and uh, he's probably going to be on daddy duty for quite some time. That's Uh, crazy. So congrats to you. Double diaper duty. How do you do that? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how you're going to do it, Charles, but uh, he's going to make it it when he can to the podcast. He's going to be busy. I wouldn't. Plan on him being around anytime <laughs> soon, <laughs> but he says next week for sure. So we'll see. But okay, so here's the deal: Chrissy Teigen says she avoided postpartum depression by eating her placenta. So, Woo! So this is kind of a thing. Have you heard of this? Like it's heard, like ancient I've, cultures I've heard of it. and stuff. So apparently they make like teas out of it. They make like different like drinks and things instead of just like you know obviously picture people like eating like some raw fucking placenta. I don't ground it up like with that. some seasoning salt and throw it on top of a tri tip maybe. So uh, otherwise
2: they, you just got to drop a piece in a shot of tequila and just go. Dude, for that's
0: it. actually funny that we said about grilling on the on her quote here. She says quote. I'm in L.A. It's very normal. They grill it here. You can try some of mine really? after. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. She's married to John Legend, and apparently uh, that uh, she explains that after she wrote her best-selling book Cravings in the forthcoming sequel, she just wants to enjoy life and her family. She, it sounds like she's in a good mood. I'm not
2: going to lie. It sounds like something they could offer at the taco trip. <laughs> it, could be clout. it could be fried, fr- fried cow uh, sh- placenta. Uh, shit. They got the tongue. Cabeza, brains, uh, lingua, you know. Uh, oh, my God. Every other part. I know. I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. Newest delicatessen placenta tacos <laughs> with extra cilantro uh, on top for some salsa. Oh,
0: man. Oh. It sounds good with even just, you know, just all the cilantro and stuff probably make it good anyway. Uh, news from around the world. All right. Unfortunately, some shootings happened heavily on Garmin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> A heavily armed gunman was shot dead by police yesterday, entering a software mm. company in Wisconsin, and then there was four more shot in a courthouse shooting in Pennsylvania on Wednesday. The assailant was shot and killed by police. All the victims are expected to survive. Uh, crazy. just like. And then I saw something earlier about uh, some kind of shooting at a Rite Aid um, shipping facility uh, where three people were dead. Um, I can't remember what location that was, but just just crazy man like this week uh it's just been uh all kinds of stuff going on with that i don't know what to do with shootings and things like that how how are we people, even able you, to prevent it you know you see
2: the signs let people know yeah you know some crazy people that
0: disgruntled uh, like, ex-employees like
2: maybe they might do something they're not right let people know
0: <laughs> it's crazy man all right so beer drinkers uh some lighter news uh, the world's oldest brewery was apparently discovered. So where do you think it, it was discovered? Did you see this article already? Did you no, read it? I didn't read it. But okay. Um, if you had to choose a place in the world, where where do you think the oldest brewery will be discovered? Bre- actual brewery? Are we going back to,
2: like, ancient times?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like in a cave. It was found in a cave. Because
2: I'm thinking, I mean, I'm thinking of places like Belgium or something. But Okay, yeah. But... uh. Ancient man, I can see the Egyptians right doing some stuff like that too. They're probably big, more big on wine. What do you think?
0: Um, if you had to guess, like a country
2: of. I, I don't know, man. I don't a i go, go, go with,
0: like, India or something like that. Okay. Yeah. It's Israel, actually. Israel, okay. Israel. You're close. Israel uh, has discovered the world's oldest brewery, according to them, in an Israeli cave. Scientists have studied this apparently 13,000-year-old stone mortar that was uncovered in the Ra Kefet cave near what is now this Israeli city of Haifa. Residues confirmed that the mortars were used for brewing of wheat and barley, wow, that's cool. As well as for food storage, so I guess I was thinking I started thinking India pale ale, and let it. <laughs> oh know. yeah, no, that's that's a good idea. Uh, so it says, "quote This discovery indicates that making alcohol was not necessarily a result of agricultural surplus production, but it was a de- uh, developed for ritual purposes and spiritual needs." At least to some extent prior to agriculture. Wow! Hmm. So from all the way thirteen thousand years ago, crazy. Uh, end of an era, man. Volkswagen ending production of the Beetle. I don't know if you remember. You remember my car? Used to yeah. have it. Had that '67 Bug. I like the I like the move.
2: Yeah, but they're putting it to rest. The reason I like it is it creates more of a uh, demand, right? Yeah, like people all they all. They stopped making those old ones, so when you see the old ones around, you're like, "Yeah, you yeah, know? right." No, you're so right. So They're gonna stop. They stop these, and in another, t- you know, twenty, thirty years. Yep, you're right. They, because when they they might start production again, it'll be a completely different look. But then they'll be those will be popular again. They'll be like, what oh, the what? Are, what? Are, to the nineties to when did they start making them again? Like late nineties, yeah, late nineties, like two thousand to now. So, the, yep. what was production going for?
0: 15, 20 years. Yeah. It says recently Volkswagen emphasizes right now the electric cars and larger family vehicles, but it said, quote, never say never. So they're obviously saying it's not going to be gone forever. Uh, so the Beatles were first introduced in the U S in the 1950s became popularized by the 1968 Disney movie, the love bug sales in the U S were ended in 1979 but VW revived the new Beetle in America there in 1997. Okay. 97, yeah. So and That's yeah. when they did it. Yeah. So there you go. Well, I like it, yeah. because uh, It'll create some new demand, and they'll come back with a bigger and better one. Yeah. Just like they did in the, in the 90s. All right, so going to space, check it out. Elon Musk and SpaceX announces its first private passenger for the moon trip. They have announced that, so apparently they were kind of pumping this up, like, who's our, who's going to be our private guest to the moon? We're all going to the moon. We're going to do this trip. Going to go around the moon. We're only going to have one guest. They're landing on it? No, they're going around it. They're not landing on it. Why not? Good point. Why
2: <laughs> does nobody land on the fucking moon since Yeah. This, what was it, 60s? Yep. Is uh, all a- that controversy, did they really land? Yep. If they did it in the sixties, why haven't they done it again? Yeah. It's just because you go there and it's like, well, we're on this barren rock. Okay. It's like, a, it's like <laughs> Who a cares?
0: Wayne's World where they're like walking through Delaware. Yeah. We're, we're in, in Delaware. Delaware. <laughs> like no point on going back. Or? So here's the deal. It's, know, it was announced as a Japanese businessman. Yasuku Maizawa is the creator and chief executive of an online clothing company I've never heard of called Zozo. He He's going to take a trip around the moon using the planned Big Falcon Rocket in 2023. He announced, uh, announced that he has plans to invite six to eight artists, architects, designers, and other creative people to join him. Okay, so my bad. There will be more people that apparently this guy, this Japanese businessman will be inviting personally to join them in it. Uh, six to eight people uh, total. They're going to go on this rocket. Hmm. He says uh, he doesn't want to have the experience himself. Quote: He wants to see the moon up close and the Earth in full view and create work to reflect their experience. I so. want to die all by myself. <laughs> I want to <laughs> die with some people. So. <laughs> right? Pretty much. That's exactly what that sounds like, uh, dude. So he paid a hundred and ten million dollars for a nineteen eighty-two painting. By this guy, John Michael Basquiat. So he's like this crazy, crazy billionaire dude uh, that obviously probably I don't. Know, how much do you think he paid Elon Musk to get on that fucking that rocket? Like a billion dollars, probably. Oh yeah, at least right. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> anyway, here's the thing: he wants to also ride the rocket for an unmanned trip to Mars by 2022 and a crewed flight in 2024. So he wants to do the crewed flight in 2024. They're going to do an unmanned thing in 2022 to Mars, which is, that's crazy, man. He's been trying to kind of fly in the face of NASA, like saying, I can do this a lot quicker than you guys are saying. You know, Matt, NASA's always been like, we can't get to Mars. That's crazy. We're not going to be able to do that. I'm, Elon Musk says I can do it in, in what, four years? I'm curious
2: about space, so I want to know more about it. Yeah, it I think we me, all are, right? So I'm I'm, I'm with it. I want to see some shit happen in my lifetime.
0: I think we're going to see it, man, in the next couple years. Hopefully. Hopefully we don't draw a bunch of crazy uh, killer
2: aliens <laughs> back into our planet, though. <laughs> Hopefully. Better watch your back. Don't yeah bring them back here.
0: That's right. Uh, all right. Lawnmower parents. Have you heard of that term? Lawnmower parents. No? No. Nope. Nope. I've nope. never heard of it until I copied and pasted this article here. You've likely heard of her- helicopter parents, right? Tiger moms. Well, now there's a new type of parent—the lawnmower parent. In recent weeks, this type of parent has gone viral. For an anonymous middle school teacher, shared a story on the educator blog We Are Teachers about an alleged run-in with a real-life lawnmower dad. The teacher detailed how the father of a father of a middle school teacher went out of his way to deliver an insulated water bottle to his daughter at school. As if it were an essential item, like he needed to deliver this insulated water bottle to her, right? And so the anonymous teacher writes, quote, lawnmower parents go to whatever lengths necessary to prevent their child from having to face adversity, struggle, or failure. Instead of preparing children for challenges, they mow obstacles down so kids won't experience them in the first place, end quote. So that's kind of an interesting term, right? Like lawnmower parents, they're basically like making sure that their kids don't have any problems, mowing down all the problems for them, and so they don't have to deal with anything like that in life. I don't know. Is that kind of a general kind of assumption on that, or do you think that's kind of warranted, you know? Yeah, kids need to learn how to deal with their they own They need to toughen right? up, right? They don't need a an insulated water bottle at school. I remember drinking out of the goddamn water fountain. Figure for- Figure it out, son. You forgot your damn water. Bottle. I never brought water to well, school. I was you're always today. Bring it tomorrow. Yeah. you asshole. You're, or you buy it at the cafeteria, or you get it out of the drinking fountain, right? Yeah, that's BS. So yeah, I think that's kind of pretty ridiculous. All right, have you heard of these Amazon stores that they're going to basically be um, employee free? Where you can walk in and walk out with whatever you want. A physical location? Yeah, so 3,000 locations across the U.S. by 2020 is their goal.
2: I think I heard that a couple months back. Uh, Sensors or something, you put your shit in a bag and it knows what you got?
0: Yep, the stores have no cashiers. Shoppers enter by using a phone app to swipe a scanner at the entrance. uh, Sensors and cameras record the items they walk out with and bill them automatically. They're already testing the concept right now in Seattle and Chicago. Hmm. So it's basically like to get into the store, you got to scan your app, which has all your info, right? Like people all your credit card stuff. Order. Yeah, I'm sure it's all... Uh... But then, you know, I can see people being like, no, nah, I didn't order that. I didn't walk out of the store with that, right? Or like, I'm thinking thin items that you grab, yeah. maybe
2: two two right i didn't get that many but i only grabbed one then again all those you know but you really with, got five with and then the technology you with kind of the stickers now have the little sensors where you, so maybe they activate some. yeah i'm kind of interested to
0: see how see. like how accurate that scanner stuff is you know mm-hmm. right to see if uh, people are able to do that so check this out look at this look at this painting dude did you see how much it's going to be selling for at this auction did you see this price no. yet no how much do you think... <laughs> so, I mean, look it, right? Okay, we're, we're looking at a painting here of a guy standing over a pool. There's another guy swimming in the pool. And it's just kind of like whatever, like a basic painting from, like, I don't know, the 1970s or the 80s or something. It looks like an album artwork for yeah. Dire Straits or something like that. So yeah. ch- check it out. The artist is going to be... Uh, his name is David Hockney, and apparently more than $80 million, this painting is Going to be fetching easily breaking the record for a work by a living artist,
2: painted in 1972.
0: Yeah, it's called Portrait of an Artist Pool with Two Figures. So that's
2: got to, I mean, that's super recent for a yeah, It need to be worth like a lot of money, right? Yeah, it's a
0: 1972, and that's what they were saying is that for it's breaking the record for a work by a living artist, most you know, right, like Picasso Holy and crap. So 80, Why is it worth so much? $80 million. I don't know. It's considered one of his most famous works. He's 81 years old now. Uh, I don't know. <laughs>
2: I have no idea. Looks like he's contemplating like drowning this guy in the pool. <laughs> yeah, like
0: putting his foot over his head and keeping <laughs> him under there. <laughs> so anyway, it's supposed to get eight million million this weekend. Wow. Crazy. All right, so here's another trivia question. What city in the USA has been dubbed Millennialville, which is, quote, the densest concentration of millennials in America? Is it A, Los Angeles, California, B, Chicago, Illinois, or C, Portland, Oregon? For sure got to be the hipsterest spot, Portland, Oregon, right? You got to say Portland? Yeah. Well, it's actually Chicago. Oh, shit. Specifically in the West Loop neighborhood, zip code 60661. 73% 73% of the residents are millennials, which are born between 1977 and 96, 1996.
2: Yeah, you know why so many people die?
0: Yeah, and it's a lot of, of, young, a lot
2: of young nobody a lot last, of young kids. It's hard to get old over there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely true. The West Loop has the greatest concentration making it truly Millennialville, US, according to this new US census data. That's kind of funny. Hmm. All right, so check it out. What's the craziest thing you ever tried to bake on a George Foreman grill? I don't know. i had done the grilled cheese and stuff, but apparently this guy tried to grill some cookies. He put, like, uh, some cookie dough on there.
2: Grilled cookies.
0: Yeah, he put some cookie dough on his George Foreman grill, and apparently he was, like, totally naked. Sounds like he was totally just wasted, right? So <laughs> the blaze happened after midnight. Uh, A couple weeks ago, firefighters arrived at his home and he answered the door in the nude and said, I'm sorry, before closing it and walking back inside his smoke-filled house. (laughs) According to the police, the man, quote, showed no sign of understanding the danger he was in. The man later admitted to police that he had consumed two liters of vodka and smoked marijuana within the past three hours. Yeah, he was I removed heard. from the home That's medical funny. examiners determined the man suffered no life threatening injuries but <laughs>
2: what oh, I somebody uh, that comes to mind when I think about that I know
0: <laughs> yeah no names but I think I know who you're talking about uh yeah some people dude uh, alright ending this on a ridiculous note uh, with some more what the fuck news as Missouri gets a new newspaper the Uranus examiner <laughs> This is this is I totally for real this that, news newspaper launched on Wednesday, replacing the Daily Guide, and uh, the is new the town called Uranus. Yeah, yeah, so that's the thing. It's the town Everyth- of Uranus.
2: Yeah, I think I saw something, and like everything in that town is has <laughs> reference to the, to Uranus. Like, right. um, man, I can't think of one right now, but uh, like the signs will come in, search deep and. <laughs> and whatever, so, you know, it's a stinky time, and yeah. Uranus fucking yeah. <laughs> car wash. It's kind of like the, uh, you know, around. I've never been there, but it's supposed to be around um, Nevada, around area or uh, New Mexico, around area fifty-one. Yeah, it says the
0: town is known um, for its quirky attractions, including a fudge shop and the world's largest belt buckle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. So the Uranus Examiner, check it out whenever you're in town. All right, that's doing it for us this week. Uh, Make sure you guys tune in, check us out, thegaragerockshow.com, facebook.com slash thegaragerockshow. Thanks for uh, sticking around, Aaron, and have a good week, guys. See you. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of The Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of The Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.